you look back on this year, I mean, I, I doubt that there's ever been a better year for for animals and animal and and those that fight for their rights. Would you agree to that in Canada? Would you agree to that? I completely agree. For the first time in 2019, we saw Parliament pass serious new animal protection laws. And this hasn't happened, Terry, since the 1800s. The reason for that is that before now, the industries that use animals were always more powerful and they were always able to block any laws that came forward in Parliament. Uh, But this time around, the animal advocates won. Compassionate animal lovers across the country made their voices heard. And Parliament has now banned keeping whales and dolphins in captivity, banned the trade in shark fin products, and it uh, made some changes to the criminal code to uh, protect animals from sexual abuse and animal fighting. So it was a big year. You saw it coming, right? I mean, you, you can feel it, at least anecdotally. I don't know if we have science to back it up, but uh, it really is happening. And I'm wondering how much the fact that more and more kids are feeling more and more empowered plays a role in this and telling their parents and pointing things out to their parents because all kids love animals and then they get busy and they get jobs and this and that but kids now really seem to put pressure on their i mean for instance we see it with 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 greta and and the environmental movement for example absolutely there's a generational shift underway and it's exactly what we need to to drive animal rights issues forward um if you look at the numbers People under age 35, and in some places, about a third of them are vegetarian or vegan. So they're, they're getting the issues. Uh, many more of them are reducing their meat consumption. And polls show now that most Canadians oppose fur. They oppose keeping whales and dolphins in tanks. They oppose keeping animals in zoos. Uh, they oppose rodeo events, and that's the majority of Canadians. And, and I know those numbers are even higher with younger people. And interesting story about the, uh, the origin of the bill to ban whale and dolphin captivity. It was put forward by Senator Wilfred Moore, who's now retired, but he was a senator from Nova Scotia. But the reason he put it forward is because he and his son watched the film Blackfish, and his son said at the end of it, uh, what can you do about this, Dad? This is so awful. Blackfish, of course, focuses on orca whales in captivity in the States and what they endure and the suffering that they face. Um, So it was a film and a younger person in that case who motivated that bill being put forward in the first place. What are you guys going to focus on this year? Because uh, recently, earlier in December, um, you, they didn't even, you're getting so powerful, they wouldn't even let you into the Ontario legislature for a while, into the gallery, right? Because on the, on the uh, so-called protection of farmers, protecting farmers from activists, right? Did you finally get that straightened out? Well, it was very, a very strange day the other week. I, I tried to go to the Ontario legislature to watch a publicly available debate on this dangerous, dangerous bill, Bill 156, that would make it an offense to expose illegal animal cruelty on farms and hide that suffering from the public. And when I got up to the door, the guards denied me entrance. Um, I'm still dealing with them to try to find out what the issue was. They so far haven't forwarded me any policies or, or underlying documents that they can rely on to exclude me. So I think it's a pretty dangerous thing. Uh, but Terry, 2020 is going to be heavily focused, unfortunately, on what we call these egg gag laws. So gagging people from speaking out about agricultural farmed animal abuse. Uh, Alberta passed an egg gag law in only 10 days last month in November. And what that does is it bans people from, uh, bans whistleblowing employees from exposing the conditions that they might see on a farm. 
And what's tragic about this is that there aren't any laws regulating animal protection on farms. There's no standards. There's no legal rules. All that we have, and without any public inspection, since there's no laws, all that we have is when whistleblowing employees come forward and expose what they've seen on the job. And whistleblowing employees have put footage online, and cruelty convictions have stemmed from that footage of horrible things happening to animals on farms. The farming industry knows this, so it's pushing to make that illegal, and we're going to be fighting that with everything we have. Are you totally grassroots? I mean, uh, because... The lobbyists for the farmers and for meat and all that other things, I mean, they got a lot of dough, right? So how are you guys doing? Is, is, is the, um, the base of people who contribute growing for animal rights, especially animal justice? Well, people definitely care about these issues. There's a lot of passion, but we're fighting a David and Goliath battle. If you look at the industry groups in the farm industry in particular, I'll just use one group as an example, the Dairy Farmers of Canada. Their marketing budget is $80 million a year. And that's an overwhelming number. It's more than all of the animal rights groups in this country combined, times about 10. It's, it's just huge to be combating those types of industries. So uh, we know that we have one thing that those industries don't have, though, which is compassion and passion of of regular citizens. There's not a mass movement in favor of dairy or in favor of factory farming, but there is a mass movement of people who are very concerned about where their food comes from, who are very concerned that animals are being mistreated in the food system and want transparency and fairness. Okay, kiddo. Thank you so much again for your time, as always. Always good to be here. Thank you, Terry. Happy holidays. Likewise.